Is it recording? All right. Now you can say it. <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> Good morning, everybody. Good morning. This is Crime Talk BK with Joanna Perpich and Megan Duffy. And we've been having a day-long meltdown this about is, the direction uh, that this country is headed. <laughs> for those of you... Uh, we are pre-recording our show on the day of the insurrection at the Capitol building. Yeah, it's it right now. It's Wednesday, January 6th at 7 p.m. Eastern. So. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah, so today we were supposed to talk about our favorite fun crimes of 2020. But instead, <laughs> I just... Watch the New York Times live feed all day. I watched MSNBC and CNN all day. And I think we just need to get our feelings out about this because I have a lot of feels. Yeah. I mean, I like literally only did research into this. <laughs> I've been watching. Well, I was watching the uh, Senate vote count and they were they just split to go do the two hour debate over the Arizona objections. Uh-huh. And that's when the shit hit. It was like one thirty in the afternoon. <sighs> Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. Um, So anyway, um, okay, well, why don't we start uh, with the good thing that happened today, uh, which is John Alsop and Raphael Warnock uh, won the Georgia Senate race, uh, which has flipped the Senate to Democrat. And this was why I was compulsively checking the news this morning. Um, they also won beyond the margin that would trigger an automatic recount. So it's like they won, they and won. Stacey Abrams needs to be given a medal and the presidency. She needs to run for president. I also am going to take full karmic retribution on Mitch McConnell because he learned that he lost the majority leader's seat while cowering in a closet in his office oh, during, wow. the in- during the insurrection. So there. Ugh. Um. So I just wanted to start with that one because it's the thing I'm most excited about today out of generally a very shitty day. And then two, this kind of, I think, puts into context some of the pressure that's been building, especially on the Republican side. Uh, So uh, going to D.C., do you want to just start us off? Well, I guess, so Trump and his supporters were, like, having a rally, right? Mm-hmm. And because um, Congress is approving the Electoral College votes today. And, Megan, why don't you talk to us a little bit more about, like, the process and what Congress was actually doing? <laughs> okay. So, basically, the process just is that that all of Congress in joint session comes together with the Vice President, Mike Pence. Um recertifying the votes. Um, so each state sends them a certificate of electoral votes and the Congress goes through it just to approve it. It's very ceremonial. Up until this year, no one even knew it actually happened because it's not that big of a deal, right? It's just like a, it's just like a, yeah. It's a thing. I mean, there have been like a few times, like for example, in Bush, Bush and Gore election, where some uh, Democrats were kind of holding up the process a little. I mean, it's not unheard of, but it's certainly unheard of for this widely. 
Yeah. Well, it's they have the right to object, but like when if you watch the videos of in 2000 of the Bush v. Gore and and Al Gore is the vice president at the time running for president, and he is the one certifying the electoral college votes. He just was like skipped over it and in the gentleman fashion was like all votes have been counted. Thank you very much. Blah blah blah. Moved on. And then we had our president, which, you know. Yeah. But okay, so you're watching this and um they do it alphabetically, state by state, you know, Alabama, Alaska, blah blah. They get to Arizona. We knew Arizona was going to be one of the most contentious. I don't know why, because it's only got eleven electoral votes, but apparently um they got uh, 100 members of Congress, including fucking Ted Cruz and uh, a few other senators and 60 members of the House of Representatives to object on a very loose basis that the state of Arizona didn't appoint their electors according to the Constitution of the United States. Now, they, uh, Ted Cruz went on this long soliloquy, and I had to listen to that fool go on and on and on about it for some time. And then uh, when they split, it was right after that. Yeah, it was right after they split. Ted Cruz went on, and then um, it was surprisingly Mitch McConnell supported um, supported the electoral count. He was not yeah. in support of the um, objections, which I was quite surprised at. I mean, it's frankly, I think it's bad for the Republican Party at this point. It is. I mean, like, he still blamed the Democrats for a lot of shit in his speech, but he, I was really surprised that he was not going to support yeah. the elections. I mean, career politicians want us to have faith in our electoral system because that's what gives them their jobs. <laughs> Quite frankly, yes. So... Um, you know, and I'm and I'm working, so I'm just kind of listening to it in the background. And then mm-hmm. something you hear, I heard lots of like muttering. And then next thing I know, uh, there was the the um, the House of Representatives door and the um, the chambers of the Senate door were locked with protesters who had breached the Capitol building and were trying to get into the Senate floor. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Striking for you to have been watching it on TV, getting the same information that the senators were. Yeah. It's pretty, it was pretty crazy. It was pretty, it was pretty crazy. And they're, the senators are being told to, uh, there are gas masks under your seats. Please remove those and take them with you. Take mm-hmm. cover under your seats right now until we can secure the entrance to get you out yeah. of here. Uh, there were armed pe- people protest. Uh, let's not call them protesters because there's they're fucking rioters and insurrectionists at this point with guns. There were reports of pipe bombs mm-hmm. in the Capitol building. Yeah. So, um, so the first hour and a half was this huge flood of information. Yeah. Um, what was I doing? 
I went out to a very nice dinner last night and had a few too many cocktails. Bad so girl. I was like a little bit blurry today. I, was... I when I watched the elect, I watched the Georgia election with my sister to like one thirty in the morning on the phone. I also had too many cocktails. So yeah. <laughs> um, but I was um maybe spending a bit of time in the bathroom. Ooh. And so I have just been like scrolling on Reddit, like watching the um, Senate election, basically. Mm-hmm. But I've been checking. I'm addicted to my phone. I'm a political wonk. Like this is not entirely unusual to me, but I'm like on uh, our politics on Reddit, like much more today than I normally am. Mm-hmm. And so I saw like mega thread Trump protest rally. And I'm like, yeah. oh, that's interesting. And so I've been kind of checking that. And then it's like protesters break into Congress. And I'm like, oh, my. Uh-huh. And I'd been watching it about 20 minutes, 30 minutes maybe, before they got to the Senate chamber. Yeah, they had videos. I mean, they were them. like outside and they're, you know, like protesting. Yeah. Like the protest was originally scheduled for like 6 or 7 a.m. There was also a protest yesterday. So this has been like building up for a little bit. But there was a Trump and Giuliani held a two-hour rally prior to the marching on the Capitol yeah. building today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was almost like the instigation for all of this. Yeah. And, um, and like protesters were being like, Trump's coming with us. He's going to storm Congress. And I'm like, I feel like he's not the frontline type of person, but we'll see. Uh, he did not. Uh, but there was like this like surreal moment where I was like looking over at Ashton. I'm just kind of like. Should we be worried about our because we're flying back to New York on Saturday and our layover is in Atlanta and we're flying over DC and we're going from a very red state to a very blue state? And I'm like, should we change our tickets? Like, what's going on? Mm. Uh, Ashton thinks we'll be fine. I'm yeah, just... I think you'll be fine. I think they'll just reroute your flight. You really think they will? Mm-hmm. If, if, if you can't fly over DC airspace, they'll just reroute your flight. Oh, I don't think that we fly over D.C. regardless because we go up northern Pennsylvania. But anyway, we're like, you, they'll uh-huh. just, yeah, they'll just make you curve out. Like, yeah. we're, I'm not saying like through a different airport. I'm saying like, okay, cool. Air, air, air like route. Having, like, route. This like image of people being like, oh my god, Georgia, and then ah. Uh, but anyway, um, but I like looked at Ash, and I'm just kind of like, well, I guess this is like the. We're like the dog at the kitchen table and everything's burst into flames and we're like, all right, <laughs> I guess this is happening now. This is happening. Uh, but it was like bizarre because like the New York Times, when they do these live updates, they post maybe like 150 word stories like every 30 minutes and they just have, it's like they've like divvied up the newsroom so different reporters are covering different beats so they're all like writing stories simultaneously. And... um it was just crazy to see how this was being built up mm-hmm. and it really does start at the save America rally. Uh, Trump spoke and he said, gems like you don't concede when there's theft involved and our country's had enough and we will not take it anymore. And it was mm-hmm. like watching the network like that movie mm-hmm. about the- yeah. And it's like this guy's like, I'm fed up and I'm not going to take it anymore. And they're like screaming outside their windows. Um, a lot of, okay, movie thing aside, a lot of my coworkers and friends were saying it was like a bad action movie. And uh, I 
I did respond to with yippee ki motherfucker. I get that now. I finally seen that. <laughs> I watched it this Christmas. For those of you who don't know, it is the controversial Christmas movie Die Hard. Die Hard is definitely a Christmas movie, but we'll debate that next year. It's not my problem. I don't care. I would, you know, whatever. It's fine. Um, yeah. So, well, at that rally, too, Rudy Giuliani had the gem of, what did he say? He said, um, we're going to, something like, let me look it up. Because it was like something like a fight to the death. Oh, trial by combat. Trial by combat. That's what it is. Yeah, I saw that. That didn't make any sense. That was like before I was like fully paying attention to all of this. And I'm like, oh, Rudy, your hair, your hair dye is like running or something. It's uh, too like, cold. It was too like, cold. Trial yeah. by combat to settle the election. And it's like, this is bigger than Trump. It's bigger than you and me. And trying to like hype the crowd. At least and it was like, too cold for his hair dye to run today. But, okay. um, but I was like, what does a trial by combat even mean it's a it's a it's a fight to the death is what it means in roman times two gladiators and if that's the case then put biden and trump on the field as a fight to the death like that's really i was like come on but i thought that like that was like the purpose of our election if you have one person running against another person and then everybody votes for the winner i mean essentially yes but anyway, uh, yeah, that is just, like, bananas. Like, that doesn't even mean anything. That's, like, so bizarre. Um, so they all take, they all start, like, from this rally, though, they all start, like, marching towards the Capitol building. Yeah, well, they all get on a parlor, and they're, like, discussing roots, and they're like, we're going to do this, storm the Capitol. Yeah. You know? The and theory. I mean, it's not like all- Trump has, like, de-escalated this at all. Oh, well, he goes back to the White House and just watches it on television because he's a coward, right? Notorious germaphobe and coward. He's not going with them. I mean, it would have been something to watch him, like, march in front of them. I think that would have been much more disastrous for democracy. I he mean, would have, did not. Uh, he would have gotten his ass handed to him, too. He would have gotten caught up in the mosh pit. I don't want to think about that. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, so they stormed the Capitol, and it's, and it's about, they estimated it at about 30,000 people. Yeah. A lot of people. They climbed the scaffoldings that were all set up for the inauguration. Yeah, like, they have, like, photos of people that are, like, literally scaling the walls mm-hmm. in, yeah. like, combat gear. Some, of, A couple of them were in uh, superhero outfits, girl. <laughs> yeah, I saw a couple of guys with, like, red spandex and capes. Oh, my goodness. But there's, like, every tactical Republican with their, like, suit of, like, bulletproof armor yeah. is out there, like, falling on the Capitol's roof or something. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and they, they broke into both sides of the wings, you know, west side, east side. Uh, a couple of people got onto the uh, um, window washing mechanism. Like that people, the scaffolding. Yeah, that rides up and down. Oh and God. they and they were pulled up to the second floor and they broke into windows there. Uh, they were breaking windows and doors with plastic shields that usually are look like meant for like riot gear kind of the clear plastic ones. Yeah. 
So they made their way in um, to the Capitol building. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then something here that says that one person was playing a recording of Trump's false claims of election fraud over a speaker. And then, um, yeah, they're like being on the doors and there's like this photo that's taken from inside the Senate chamber where a uh, part of a window through this door is like broken and it like looks like a painting from the French Revolution. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay. Yeah, except for the black suits. Yeah, on the Secret Service. There's a, I mean, um, the yeah, photos they are... have their guns drawn, and then it's like everybody who was still in the Senate chambers at that point is like on the ground. Mm-hmm. On the yeah, um, yeah. So my first question when these fools breached the Capitol building is where is the police? Where is the security? Yeah. Because yeah. we all knew the Trump had announced this weeks ago that this protest was actually going to happen. Yeah. When it happened yesterday, too, you know, people were coming in from all across the country to, to be here over these past two days. And yeah, the- I, it's like we saw like more of a police crackdown when Trump was trying to take a photo shoot in front of a church. Yeah, exactly. All those motherfuckers came from all over the country in unmarked fatigue gear, battle gear. Yeah. To save the Lincoln Memorial. Really? But, I mean, at this point, at least, at um, 7.17 p.m., mm-hmm. there's definitely more of a presence than we've seen so far this well that's thanks to the curfew that was implemented for 6 p.m by the mayor of dc and mike pence called out the dc national guard yes uh we'll get there and i I hope that motherfucker is pissed because he's been a ballless wonder up until this point oh well yes it's like funny it's like I think that Pence saw the writing on the wall and it's kind of like, you know, people who are vice presidents tend to want to become president. You know, they have political ambitions beyond like that one term or two terms. And, uh, but like, um, this past week, Pence has been, um, much more in opposition of Trump very like bluntly. So, uh, so I was just like, well, like, Better late than never. Look, here's how I feel about this whole thing. And we'll get down the road to it. Every fucking single supporter of his, Ted Cruz, Jim Jordan, Devin Nunez, who just got the Presidential Fucking Medal of Freedom this week in an unaired ceremony from Trump, Mitch McConnell, uh, all of these people, have allowed him to go unchecked for four years you let the genie out of the bottle and now you're like oh my god i don't know what happened yeah every single one of them should be held responsible and quite frankly maybe even removed from their job 
for inciting an insurrection. Up until yeah. the minute it happened, they were all still doing it. Yeah. Um, I'm mad. I'm sorry. I I'm mean, screaming. I'm mad. I'm fucking mad. I'm mad. I cried because I was so mad. I didn't know what to do. And now I'm really mad. I feel tired and apathetic. I'm really fucking mad. I, I, I feel kind of scared because I went to college um, about 45 minutes north of D.C. And I have a ton of friends who work for the government. I know someone who like helped run, I think like a Senate election. And I'm just like, Oh man, I hope you're not like in a basement somewhere, you know, like one of my buddies uh, used to have an apartment that was across from the mall. And uh, so it's like, I see these photos and I just can't help but think of all the people that I know whose lives are, being put in danger by all this bullshit and oh, yeah. it makes me feel really depressed. Oh yeah. I mean, and there's protests happening all over the country. Many yeah. ones. They're not like this. They're not 30,000 people, but oh. it's like, uh, I don't know. It's like, you think that this is the type of thing that happens somewhere else, but no, it's happening here. It yeah. literally is the most fucking embarrassing moment in my 49 years for my beloved democracy dem, democratic republic let's call it that yeah the most embarrassing moment of our lifetime even when you know i can even like you go back and look at like the yellow cake scenario with colin powell in the in front of the un and going into we're gonna invade iraq that was embarrassing this is worse yeah, it's it's not good. <laughs> it's quite bad. Uh, I don't like it. <laughs> I've been chain smoking since like three o'clock. Oh, like, I wish. Yeah. Um, but also, <sighs> it has like very real consequences, not just for our country, but even for some protesters. Um, a woman was shot in the neck and died. And yeah. There hasn't been any information confirmed about who she was or who shot her, but uh, I suspect given um, watching the police handle rallies and protests and I wouldn't really call anything a riot up until this point. This is, I would say, a riot. This is an um, insurrection. She, <laughs> I did see that she was shot by the Capitol Police, but I didn't okay. see anything else other than that. Uh, there were no names. There was one picture that I came across. She was shot in the chest, and, you know, with those injuries, she's bleeding from the mouth. Yeah. Her lungs collapsed. Her oh. lung collapsed. Yeah, it was it was brutal. So I suspect that she was probably a protester. Uh, I was reading... She was a protester. Where, yeah, that she was trying to, like, climb down from, like, say, a second floor, like, veranda or something. Um. Now, I will take a moment to say that breaking news is notoriously unreliable and that facts will most certainly change mm -hmm. between now and tomorrow and yes. next week. Yes. Uh, just because uh, our news cycle is like breaking, like breakneck speed and uh, like no single human 
who's witnessing these events like some of these really brave reporters are doing is going to be able to get everything correct the first time. Right. Uh, but she died. <laughs> and she died. This is like not worth these protesters' lives. There was a... I was listening to MSNBC. There was a congresswoman who understood what was going to happen today and how tense it was going to be. And she called her husband yesterday and told her where her will was in her office. Oof. So if she understood what was going to happen... Yeah, this come out of nowhere. That leads me to believe that Congress people knew what was going to happen. And we pay a lot of money to secure the Capitol building and make sure that our people are safe there. Like, I still really have questions about police presence and security. Because it was very different back in June. When it was black people mad. Mm-hmm. And these were all white people. Yeah. That, at least that I saw. And, you know, I'm sure, like, a lot of cops are Trump supporters. Mm-hmm. You know? We're totally... This is total conjecture, but this I this is what it looks like. Yeah. I mean, you're not the only one saying that. No, I'm not. Uh, so, anyway... Um, yeah, this woman is killed. Uh, we have like people like battering down these doors. And so like they break, well, they break into, uh, uh, Pelosi's office, take selfies. They break into, they take selfies on like the Senate floor. Oh, and on they're shooting the like, Congress. Like, yeah, they're looting the building. was like talking to a reporter about how awesome their furniture was. And he's like, oh, can I keep this? You know? Yeah. There's one picture of a guy who looks like that very famous snowboarder, Sean White, the redhead. Looks <laughs> like him. You know it's not him. But it looks just like him. He's wearing, like, a little beanie. And he's, wa- he's like, marching away with a podium with the congressional seal on it. Oh, my God. Dude. Yeah. How are Dude. you going to get out of that building with that? It's Don't. Not gonna- not gonna fit in your backpack sir (laughs) but um i mean like throughout the day people have been like hey trump can you say something Mm. so he finally releases this message telling protesters to calm down and is the most wishy-washy i think that i was like texting you after that got released he he texted he tweeted but then he did a yeah it's like a little video it was has already been taken down by Facebook and Twitter. Oh, oh yes, I'll get into it. So um, he releases this message, and it's like a little video of him. It's like one minute, and he says, "You have to go home now." But then he also, which sounds fine, whatever. But then he also includes tidbits like, "quote We won the election by a landslide. There's never been a time like this where they can take it away from us. This was a fraudulent election." And then he. <laughs> like like is like looking the camera in the eye saying to the protesters we love you you are very special you're special it's like what the fuck and he's like evil things are being done being done to us and i'm like this is not great dude 
Like, don't, mm. can't say that. Um, <laughs> also, in the meantime, his children are also fucking tweeting that these patriots are, you know, doing the righteous thing to do, but please no violence. And then they take the tweets down. Yeah. And then, okay, so the video, which is basically Trump's, like, baby press conference, whatever, was removed by YouTube and Facebook. Uh, Twitter restricted interactions so that you can't, like, retweet it and that you can't, like, comment to it. Uh, YouTube said that it removed the video because it violates its policies regarding content that alleges election fraud. There is no fraud. Uh, Facebook uh, (laughs) said that it risked inciting violence. And then Twitter also cited um, due to risk of violence. And I'm just like, what? I mean, good for social media for finally, like, becoming more accountable about, like, how they're spreading some of these messages. But it's also seems so horrible that our president is having to be censored by social media because of the stuff that he's saying. And there's like a tweet uh, where Trump says, quote, these are the things and events that happen when a sacred landslide election victory is so unceremoniously and viciously stripped away from the great patriots who have been badly and unfairly treated for so long. Go home with love and peace. Remember this day forever. And what the fuck does he know about it? He's been living in his gilded mansions for years. He doesn't know anything about being mistreated. (laughs) What the fuck? I think he's scared. Did you hear he was trying to go to Scotland during the inauguration and there's Uh like, he's trying to get out of the country for it? Bring your tax returns and we'll let you in. Yeah. I totally saw it because they're they also have issues with him because he owns a golf club there and they want to see his tax returns, too, because he's committed tax fraud in that country as well. well. Scotland was also like we're under a really serious covid lockdown. So, no, you can't come. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you were like speculating that Trump is trying to uh, avoid legal action at the end of his presidency, which well, he just course, he just fucking added it with that goddamn phone call to the Georgia Secretary of State asking for 11,780 votes. Yeah. I mean, it could be a federal crime, but Georgia can bring him up on that by themselves. Mm-hmm. So he can still pardon himself for from whatever election fraud he's tried to pull, but Georgia can pull that on him anytime. Some speculation that Trump is just going to try to mass pardon all the protesters from tonight. Yes, I heard that too. I, I don't that. really know how doable that is. I, I mean, don't, I could. Well, they, but Jimmy like, Carter, there's a lot of politics that's involved in these presidential pardons, and I don't think that anyone wants to even touch them. Well, Jimmy Carter pardoned, which is very different. It's a very different thing, but he mass pardoned uh, people who. Um, avoided the draft for the Vietnam War. Yeah. It's a very different thing, but it was a mass pardon. So I just... Beulah, Beulah wants to join the conversation today. Beulah is also grumpy. <laughs> she is also very grumpy. Um. So, yeah. So, I don't know. Like, the, the pardoning thing, I think Mike Pence is pissed enough not to pardon him 
I think he is after, too. After putting Pence's life in danger, I think Mike Pence is pissed well, enough. Not because Trump has really turned on Pence, and I think that Pence has been doing crisis management to protect Trump for probably like more than four years. Oh yeah, easily. But I think today. If there was any doubt in Pence's mind, I think Pence, influenced by mother, his wife, will not pardon him. Yeah. I also heard rumors right before we came on that most of Congress had been evacuated to some fort nearby and then they were going to once the building had been cleared of explosives and other things, they were going to go back to do it. But there are people already uh, working on articles of impeachment. Ilan Omar said that she was going to file. Yeah. But also a article 25 removal. Yeah. Uh, can you just remind the listeners uh, what article 25 means? Um, an article 25 uh, removal of the of the president. It's an article 25 is in the Constitution of the United States. I mean, I will Google it now just so I have the proper verbiage. Um, the president can be removed from office if he's deemed unfit. Yeah. So. And I mean, when it was written, it was probably meant to refer to more like if the president gets kidnapped or if the president is in a coma. Yeah, it was Uh, meant. And it also can be like a couple of days if he's going into like a life threatening surgery or if he has to take a trip that, uh, you know, is putting him in a war zone. Um, So there's several sections about this, but basically it says. Um, in case of the removal of the president from office or of his death or resignation, the vice president shall become the president of the United States. And um, it it sort of uh, gives us, like, it can give Congress walking papers into how to remove him. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, like, like he's... You know, like, you could get someone to clearly say that he's having a full-on meltdown. Yeah. And deem him unfit for the presidency and go into the White House tomorrow and have him removed. Yeah. Because he just attempted a coup, literally. Yeah. And I also think that also Republicans, especially uh, Trump, I think, is taking a lot of heat for uh, the Republicans losing the Senate. Mm-hmm. Because if he had just done like the bare minimum with COVID and then also leading up to the Senate election, he's been like crying fraud and saying that Georgia is really corrupt. And then, of course, calling this like Republican um, board of electors, whoever, being like, hey, we need more votes. Like, find them, please. So that was the attorney general of Georgia. Attorney general who's Republican. Um, I think that like a lot of Republicans are really pissed off at him. And they think that he is, like, ruining the party. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, you know what? I'm fine with it. Yeah, I mean, they brought it on themselves. Like, this that's... is not, his his behavior is not coming out of nowhere. No. I mean, people have been predicting something like this for a very long time. I think that it's just, like, folks were like, 
well, as long as he stays in line with what mm-hmm. we're hoping to achieve and as long as we can bring him in, but you can't. Well, most New Yorkers knew that this could possibly happen because he's a piece of shit. Yeah, he just doesn't take no for an answer and he causes such a fuss that it's easier just to give him what he wants than to stand against him. And that's yeah. not a great thing in a leader. It's not a great thing in a leader and that's exactly what the Republican Party did. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. It's like, how? it's what, two weeks until Biden's sworn in? They could impeach him tomorrow and have him convicted the next day. Yeah. They could. There wouldn't need to be any of this fucking ceremonial bullshit that we had. By the way, a year ago this week. Yeah. It would be crazy for him to be probably, what, the only president that's been impeached twice? Well, I had predicted it. If you listen to our episode, I did listen to it. I have said he was going to be predicted twice because he wasn't convicted. However, I don't think it's a bad call because it would prevent him from running in 2024. Oh, yeah. I just, I don't know. This whole thing is just horrible. Um, something else that's worth mentioning. Yeah, so the DNC and the RNC both had, like, pipe bombs found. Mm-hmm. Um, they got blown up, like, in a controlled, like, they've been dismantled. Uh, Nancy Pelosi is saying that they're just going to keep on, keeping on with ratifying the electoral votes tonight. Uh... Yeah, she wrote a Dear Colleague letter that was posted while she was crouching somewhere in the building. Wow, really? You want me to read it quickly? Sure. It's not, it's not very long. Uh, Dear Colleague, today a shameful assault was made on our democracy. It was anointed at the highest level of government. It cannot, however, deter us from our responsibility to validate the election of Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. To that en- to that end, in consultation with Leader Hoyer and Whip Clyburn, and after calls to the Pentagon, the Justice Department, and the Vice President, we have decided we should proceed tonight at the Capitol once it is cleared for use. Leader Hoyer will be sending out more guidance later today. We also knew this responsibility would take us into the night. The night may still be long, but we are hopeful for a shorter agenda considering now that I think a lot of people have maybe changed their minds on the objections. That's my sidebar. Um, But our purpose will be accomplished. We also knew that we would be a part of history in a positive way today, despite ill-founded objections to the Electoral College vote. We now will be part of history as such a shameful picture of our country was put out to the world, instigated at the highest level. Today, January 6th, the Feast of the Epiphany, which is a big deal in the Catholic Church. Let us pray that this instigation to violence will provide an epiphany for our country to heal. Members of staff should remain on the Capitol complex until they are notified by the Capitol Police. I look forward to seeing you later this evening during this great time of sadness. Nancy. Yeah. Um... I'm impressed at the level-headedness of um, some of some of these people in Congress. I know that if my job had been stormed by a bunch of protesters, I would be like, I'm taking the rest of the day off. <laughs> well, I think there's a lot of people there 
that have been through some crazy shit. Probably not the capital being stormed by insurrectionists, but when you think about Pelosi and uh, and you know, and then there's the younger folk who've been through some shit, like you know AOC, for example, been through 9/11 and and other things, and other people have been through their own, um, you know, maybe military traumas so they you know your sort of instincts kick in and you've got this great security team sort of ushering you out yeah um, I'm, I'm hoping that every single person in that congress is fucking pissed off I'm sure they are mm-hmm. um, Mitt Romney actually just released a statement uh saying, what happened here today was an insurrection incited by the President of the United States. I felt so bad for him the other day when he got harassed by some fool at the airport. He was yeah. just sitting there reading a book and some MAGA motherfucker came up and was like, meh, 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 meh. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he's, I mean he's not he's great. <laughs> he's not great, but he is one of the sole people that voted to impeach the president on that side of the aisle. So I have to give him a, a little bit of respect. Yeah. And it's also bizarre because there's like a ton of people who really liked Romney when he was running for president who then like went like oh, really deep into Trump land. I mean, quite frankly, I don't think he would have he would have been any worse than, say, George Bush. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's like, just a like moderate Republican. Just another Republican. Um, uh, boy, I don't know. Um, let me see. Police in Washington has seized five guns and arrested at least 13 um, earlier today. None of the gun owners were from D.C. Of course not. Uh and then um, at the beginning of uh, our recording time, uh, 2,700 D.C. National Guard and 650 Virginia National Guard troops were being deployed. Yeah. Uh, I think the Capitol has, has been secured. Uh, but, I mean, the real shit always happens at night. So we are going to have to see. Yeah. I don't imagine these people are going home. People came from like across America to go to this thing. So, goddamn, Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> um. Mhm. I just. Um. I know. I woke up feeling all kinds of good feels this morning. Because of of um, Warnock. Warnock at that point, yeah. They had called Warnock by the time I went to bed. And I was like, okay, I feel good with one. And it was too close to call on Ossoff's race. And I was like, well, you know, maybe maybe mostly Democratic votes like it, used, it was in the general election. So I'm just going to go to bed and whatever. And I woke up and I was like, Still too close to call, but he's ahead now. Because when I went to bed, um, Purdue was ahead by like a 0.5 percentage point. So I was not happy. Yeah, I was a little like, well, because I honestly thought that the Repu- that Republicans would win the Georgia Senate. 
Uh, but I guess Georgia is a swing state now. <laughs> Hasn't been for like a hundred and some years, though. Thanks to the Democratic or the I mean, Republican um, voter suppression regime. Yeah. And I mean, there's like a part of me that just feels like we have such a long ways to go still. You know, I mean, I think that we are making gains, but the people who support Trump and these actions and the alt-right and QAnon aren't going anywhere. Not for a really long time. They need to, they need to be, they need to, like, Americans' national policy on jobs and other things, they need to start feeling included. You know, you, the country can't allow jobs to go overseas anymore, and you and you can't allow insurrections to happen. Like, and it's been happening for a long, long time. It's such a complicated issue. Um, like, for sure, rural America is in really bad straits right now. Uh, but I also think that a lot of people are just straight up racist. <laughs> I get, yeah. I get the racist part. I totally get it. But, but we have to find a way to to bring these people to the table and say, okay, you know, like we don't negotiate with terrorists. We don't. But. What is it you're looking for? It was a, is this all because we had eight years of a black president? Doubtful. It was already boiling under the surface before that. Uh, well. And then Donald Trump, of course, was like, hey, man's not a, he's not an American. So he's been doing this for a real long time. I mean, I think it all just goes back to the culture wars and to Reagan and um, that one pastor, Liberty University, whatever his name was. Um, Billy Graham? No. It's like, like during like the 80s, like during the gay rights movement, there was this one pastor whose name I'm just blanking on right now. Who made like the moral majority a thing? Pat and Robertson. Think... No, it was. Ah. I have to look it up now. <laughs> we're we're rocking uh, free and loose here today. We we didn't do any research. We're just all about feels today. You sure, it's not Pat Robertson. No, I'm sure it's not him. Billy Graham. Jerry Falwell. They're all the same. <laughs> but like I think that um, a lot of where this dissatisfaction is coming from on the right is like stemmed in making the 1950s nuclear family a political issue right you know and um, so that's but the, hy- but the hypocrisy comes in they don't want to be told how to live their lives but they're free to tell you how to live your life well, yeah, because they have the right answer. Right. Uh, 
I don't know. I'm becoming a lot more jaded. <laughs> and Welcome I, to my world. Yeah. Well, I personally think that um, you should take, like, the QAnon people and just be like, this is unacceptable. And then just straight up, don't try to include them. Don't try to listen to them. Like, they're just done, you well, know? a couple of them have been elected to Congress now, so. Yeah, I guess that's true. But, I mean, like, it's like... People are always going to have bad opinions, but I really do think that um, it does need to be, like, a social consequence. And if, like, we as a country decided that certain things are just unacceptable and we all behaved as if it were unacceptable, the people who think it will be what is acceptable are going to be, like, pushed out. You mean, like, that's what happened with the Klan? Well, yeah, I guess they all just became cops. Oh, well, they all went, yeah, they went underground, though. You know, they became hidden in plain sight. Maybe that won't work. But, I mean, like, that's, like, the problem here is that some of this stuff is so insidious and so baked into the structure of our country. Yeah. And, like, there are, as you were saying, like, there are certain issues that... I think that some of these folks are very insincerely trying to rally around, like, say, jobs. Um, but I just, I don't know. I guess a country will figure something out. <laughs> we, we as a country really need to sit down and deal with our past. Yeah. You know, like, it's just like a human being. You can't move forward as a normal human being if you haven't dealt with your shitty emotions and your bad behavior of the past. We need, like, group therapy to be... We need, we need fucking country group therapy. We need to sit down and deal with the institutional racism. We need to sit down and deal with the institutional classism. Yeah. And... We're not going to do that if the only way to get people into Congress is by spending hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. Because rich, rich white folk ain't going to give it up. No. Even rich white folk who... Lean Democrat. Yeah. Ain't going to give it up. Um, and I think that this is not going to be fixed for generations and we're going to have to rely on generations after us to figure it out, but we need to start making steps in the right direction so they can take it further. Yeah. Well, I think one concrete step that I think would make a big difference is making people automatically register to vote when they turn 18 and we already know who our citizens are because I mean that's like a thing that our country does is that people have like passports and social security and etc and um driver's license and then I think that um voting election day should be a national holiday I was just gonna say that you know like that's a very easy thing to do mm -hmm. I think that if more people feel represented and are represented, uh, then we will have uh, better More, politicians. <laughs> better equal representation. 
Yeah. There you go. Right there. Very easy. Equal I'm representation. Very of people who are against this plan. I'm suspicious of people who don't want people to vote. Like, why don't you? And that's why I get so angry at all of my friends who listen to the show. Like, they're like, I don't know. I don't really. I'm like, it is your duty as an American to go out and goddamn vote. And you have zero bitching rights if you don't participate in the politic. Yeah. And I mean, I understand it, though. I mean, like, I used to be very apathetic about voting, like, when I was in college. And part of it was because I was from a state where I didn't feel like I had to ever make a difference. Uh, But then I was just like, just because my rights aren't necessarily on the line doesn't mean that other people's aren't. And I need to fight as hard for them as I would for myself. Well, how many thousands of people had that same feeling? And if you move together, you could actually make the difference. Yeah. Um, although I would say as a woman, my rights are <laughs> on the line. They're always in peril, girl. And as a disabled person. But, um... Anyway, uh, today sucked. <laughs> today blows. I'm it, but today was kind of rough. Today and... blows. Uh, yeah. Uh, we got the Senate, and things will look up in two weeks. Um, I just want to say to our listeners that I'm grateful for them. Oh, my God. Twitter just locked Trump's Twitter account. Yes! Guess what? Because you're a fucking insurrectionist, sir. Later days. Oh, my God. They should have done that three fucking years ago. The problem is he's a president of the United Now he's a lame duck president, so they can just be like, he's an insurrectionist. So, bye. Yeah, I can't help but wonder if this is a bunch of people just being like, I wish we could have done this earlier. Um deep dive deep dive into it right now well Did they I'm actually... really glad that people can grow a pair of bowls when they aren't risking anything well there's always there's that's well you know old white men have always been like that by the way where was Lindsey graham all day <laughs> yeah he kind of disappeared today didn't he mm-hmm. oh boy i haven't uh-huh. seen hide nor hair or peep of that man all day Uh, well, I need to, like, go watch Star Trek and decompress. I'm going to get back on the news. Because <laughs> like, I am pretending. Because I am 49 and I, and I need to watch the news. My phone has been, I put it on silent because it's been exploding since 1.30 with text messages and, and news posts and phone calls. Yeah. Because all my people, including you and our listeners, all know that I am a political junkie. And I will probably be up again today until 2 a.m. watching whatever I need to watch to make me feel better. But um, I was going to say, realistically, I'm going to um, DM with my friend in D.C. Do that. I will text you any highlights. Um, all right. Yeah. So thanks, y'all, for listening to our sort of uh, fly by the seat of our pants episode today we thought it was more prescient than you know the craziest crimes of 2020 uh this might be the craziest crime of 2020 
Might be, might be. Um, yeah, didn't have it on my bingo card for 2021, though. I thought it would happen earlier. Happy New Year. Woot! Happy uh, Feast of the Epiphany. Um, uh, oh, happy uh, Martin Luther King Day is coming up soon. All right. Uh, well, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Look how I'm geeking up. I'm so pretty. I'm on Gucci. I'm so pretty. I'm on Giddy. Watch me move. This is Sully. That's a tool. On my Kodak. 